Greetings and salutations. Welcome to a suave experience with your boy DD, the man who is dashing and has that boy's charm that you so desire, the ultimate optimist. All right. Obviously, for those who've been rocking with me from day one, this is probably the longest I've have been not recording anything. And it was tough because honestly, the main reason was because I was sick earlier in the year. So I couldn't do anything about that. I think it was the uh, 3rd of January. I was sick for a while. So my voice was distorted. I didn't want to provide some haphazard content for you guys. I wanted to do the best or have the best or be my best health in order for the show to go forth. So like I said, because it affect my voice, that's the main reason why I didn't want to record. Now, if it was just me having a fever or like my voice wasn't distorted that bad, because a lot of times I couldn't, I could barely talk. That's the reason why I didn't want to record. But if it was like stomach flu or anything, I would have still recorded. But because it was that, I didn't. I opted out of it. Hopefully, you guys forgive me. So, and then after that, school is piling up on your boy. So I couldn't get a lot of time in order to sit down and record because I had to um, do some research and do all these things. So I just want to apologize for not being able to be on here as frequently as possible. But don't be discouraged don't be dismayed i'm not quitting this is not walking away if i were to do that i would let you guys know in advance i wouldn't just pick up my ball and go home like that I, that's not how your boy rolls and I, how could i do that to you guys come on i would never so today we have a lot to cover i'm probably not even gonna break this up I might take one break and then come back after for Rapid Up DD. From now, I'm just going to keep going and keep flowing like that. So, the topic of the day is virtue signaling. But before we do that, we got to take care of the logistics. So, make sure you guys, all right, make sure you guys follow your boy on social media, on whatever social media platform you so choose to use. So, it could be Instagram, it could be Twitter. It could be TikTok. I'm on all platforms. Underscore DD the Suave Kid. That is underscore DD the Suave Kid. If you would like to share this episode, share it on whatever platform you so choose to use. Refer it to your family and friends. Make sure you leave a good review on Apple iTunes. Five stars only. Five stars only because your boy deserves five stars. Doesn't he not? Doesn't he not? Don't I not? Deserve... Fast stars, because what this does is it helps with the rating of the show and helps people see the show more frequently as they go on to the Apple Podcast app. So if you want to be subscribed, I'm on 11, not one, but 11 different platforms. So you guys can subscribe to whatever podcast platform you so choose to use. So it could be Spotify, it could be Apple Podcasts, it could be Google Podcasts. doesn't matter what it is. Just subscribe so you're up to date whenever I post. If you have any questions, just DM me at underscore DD, the Suave Kid for my personal and underscore DD, the Suave Kid 15 for the show page. So if you have any questions or you want to suggest anything, do that. 
Uh, I also recommend you guys, especially because we're in a new decade, because this is the first episode I've done um, since last decade. I would highly stress that you guys check out the Anchor app because that way you guys can start your own stuff, okay? I know that a lot of you guys, you might not think that you're capable of doing certain things, but if you don't try, you would never know. So try it out. It's free of charge, so you're not losing anything. The only thing you would be losing is time. And like I said, if it works out for you, if you hit off and you actually become even better and better with the podcasting world or in getting into this podcasting world, I would say that continue with it. If it doesn't work out the way or you don't like it per se, then just forget it. But at least give it a shot, man. Just give it a shot and see how it will be. So that's what I would suggest for you guys. So Anchor FM. So you can find it on your desktop. You can get the app. doesn't matter where you get it. Just try it. Download it if you have one of those devices that you can download it on. You can, if you have a tablet, you can download it on there and record from there, or even your own phone or your desktop. So it doesn't really matter. But I think I would say give it a shot. Just try your best, give it a shot, and just see how it goes from there. So that taking care of that, we're gonna start with the question of the day. Question of the day. How are you guys feeling about January? I know January has been troublesome for a lot of people. We start off the year with the whole issue and um, natural disasters that are occurring in Australia with the wildfires. And then they also had hail recently. And then we have the whole issue with uh, America and Iran or Iran, depending on where you're from and how you pronounce it. Pronounce it. Um, that took place at the beginning, and then there was a whole bunch of memes about World War Three, and people were in a moral panic, not knowing about what the airstrike stands for, all that stuff. There's many sources that you can you can find. What I came to the conclusion is that um, Soleimani was, um, he was supposed to be a known terrorist, and he, being that the fact that he is or was, or should I say, a known terrorist. And he did strike at a couple of U.S. embassies in Iran beforehand, and he was plotting. So then Trump took the liberty of going and doing an airstrike to stop him and his further works. So there's many moving parts. Some people think that Trump should have stayed out of it. Some people think that he should have. I think that he should have if he was a known terrorist and also... um. People who are from Iran has actually applauded Trump, especially those who live in different areas of the world, don't live directly underneath the power of the Iranian government, would say that they were happy that he did get killed. And then they did do the parade. Now, there's speculations about whether it's the people actually did it or the government forced them to make the Americans look bad. So we already knew or a lot of people already knew that with this whole Iran and America situation, uh, we know that America is the most powerful um, nation in this world today with their competitors mainly being China and 
in Russia. So I would say that maybe America should be very cognizant because I don't know what Russia and China have planned. Hopefully they don't team up, but if they do, that could be a problem for a lot of people. But for Iran to declare war on America wouldn't be a smart idea. So there's so many moving places, and that situation got taken care of, I think, in the second week of January. After that, um, Australia was having was still having more problems. Uh, a lot of their wildlife are dying, and they sent out rescue teams to try to help out these creatures that can't really help themselves at this point. And then continuing on from there, you had the situation with Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gia, or Gigi, if you would call her. Um, they unfortunately and untimely passed away in a helicopter cla- crash, which was this past Sunday. Uh, and it was pretty devastating. The way I found out, it was basically I was at church and then a kid came to me and said, Hey, yo, Didi, can I check your phone to see if Kobe's actually dead? I'm like, Yo, what are you talking about? Like, Kobe's not dead. Like, what are you talking about? Kobe, nah, stop. Like, I'm, I can assure you he's fine. And then after my friends in the group chat, they texted me, What's going on? Like, yo, Kobe actually died. And then people showed me articles of it being confirmed. And it was a sharp pain. It was unexpected like I said it was untimely and I felt really bad the first person I thought about was his wife and the rest of his family members and his father and it's it was a bit rough for a lot of people especially a lot of my friends who grew up like I grew up watching him there's either you love to love him or you love to hate him um because of the rival of the fan bases between him and LeBron I was a LeBron guy but I always respected him and always appreciated the fact that he basically changed the game for a lot of people, inspired so many people across the globe. And a lot of what he's done as outside of basketball it was tremendous as well. And the fact that he teaches people to actually work hard and to not be subjected to what people say about you because people might not have thought of him when he was younger to even become the player that he was and the icon that he became. But that was another thing that happened. And then I think either on Tuesday, there was a huge earthquake, 7.7 magnitude in Jamaica and the Caribbean islands, which kind of was obviously unexpected. And now they're on tsunami watch. So it shows you, listen, if you guys don't believe in God, I think you really should at this point in time, because all this stuff is happening. So many celebrities were dying. Dying, another football famous football player lost his life to cancer. There's just so many um, issues, and I'd say that Christ is the only source of stability, and it shows you how precious your life is, and to take it seriously. And if you have any 
qualms, any problems to sort it out. And if you haven't done that thing, that's why I encourage you guys to try uh, try out doing podcasts or trying different things out so that you can know for sure. Like one of my things that I never, or one of the regret, one of the things that I am afraid of is regret and not trying. Um, I always, because of my dad, was pushed to try different things to see if I liked it or not. And because that's part of my mentality or to even try to do things that I already know that I like, or just put in the effort, put in the work, because I just couldn't fathom not trying or not being able to do certain things. There's certain things that I know I'm not capable of doing. There's certain things that I know that is beyond me and that I can't do on my own, which God can do for me or help me with, per, per se. But for the things that I know I could do, that I believe that I could do, if I did not do them, if I didn't try this podcast out, and I wasn't able to reach so many people that I did reach with this podcast or inspire other people to create their own stuff or inspire people not even to do a podcast, but to try something. And I think it goes to show you that your time here is limited. You really don't know what could happen to you or other people. So I would say, obviously, number one is give your life to Christ. Number two try different things number three actually no i'll put try try new things and be adventurous and have a childlike wonder i'll put that at three and number two like make sure you're good to people reconcile any things that need to be reconciled uh extend your offer forgive those who need to be forgiven all these things if they ask for you to be because to be forgiven because you can't forgive a person that does not want to be forgiven. Like that's like, you can try to let go of the emotion, but if they don't want to be forgiven, then you can't force it on them. Just got to keep moving forward. And it's easier said than done. Obviously it's theoretically correct and it is practical, but it's just doing it is harder than just saying it putting the action forward because I can say, yo, I'm going to be as big as the rock. I'm talking specifically, like I want to be D's like the rock. And if you guys know who, what D's means, it means muscular. But if I never pick up a dumbbell, then I'm never going to get to that part. Picking up the dumbbell, eating correctly. That's the hard part of it all. The easy part is just talking about how I'm going to be D's like the rock. So, yeah, that's basically it. I just want to know how you guys are feeling this January. Hopefully, you guys um are okay. That's the question of the day. Hopefully, you guys are coping with it, all of this. And like, I know it's hard. I know it's rough. But I believe that we can get through this. And if we keep pushing, keep persevering. Uh, and it's a part of life. And life in itself, it has its beauties. But it also has its tragedies. It has... So many things that you love and you would like to have, but sometimes you need pain. It can't always be sunshine. It can't always be happy-go-lucky. It can't always be that. Sometimes you have to feel certain things 
And sometimes it's not God pushing it on you. Sometimes it is. Or sometimes it's just life in general. Like life has its ups and downs. It's in our nature, it's in how the world or the frame of life is. You have <clears throat> your pleasurable moments. Sorry about that. But you also have your sorrow moments. You always have the two balancing each other out. And I know it isn't easy, but I think guys that we can we can definitely get through this. We can push through it and just keep going. So as we continue on with this episode, we're gonna be talking about virtue signaling. Now you guys know for a fact that I always have to and must. give you a definition before we start so the definition thereof is simply this simply put virtue signaling is the pro- hold, on, hold on let me get the proper definition alright virtue signaling is to take a conspicuous but essentially useless action to support a good cause to actually show to show off how much moral you are than everybody else okay i'm gonna read it again so to take a conspicuous but essentially useless action ostensibly ostensibly to support a good cause, but actually to show off how much more than you are than everybody else. All right. So, all right. So this whole concept of virtual signaling is, I think it arised around the late 2010s. So, or mid to late 2010s, I would say 2015 to be exact is when this phrase or a construct arised out of the ashes like a phoenix and if you're into politics if you're into that type of rhetoric it really comes into or comes from stems from politics particularly leaning on the more leftist liberal side opposed to the conservative right um I think the term is relatively new, but the concept itself isn't because this has been around for years upon years as soon as humans have been on the earth. And if you look at it and you think about it to a certain extent, we can understand and we can surmise that there is really nothing new underneath the sun. Everything has been relatively the same you could say that technology has advanced or has changed but the concept of technology has always been there it's not always it doesn't have to do with electronics per se because they had technology in the medieval times as well with like trebuchets and all these different things those are different technologies it's just different forms so that's basically 
what it is. But if you refer to human behavior, nothing new has really changed. Um, certain things that are tolerated more in certain societies than others than before. But at one point in history, the behaviors that you see today were accepted at large, depending on what ep- empire you're under. Because the Romans did a lot of weird stuff too. If you read Roman history, it's same with the Greeks that go on today as well. So this whole concept of virtue signaling, to me, it's pretty peculiar because it basically you're trying to advocate for another person while demeaning the other person, trying to make yourself feel better as though you are more moral than the other people, which you're really not because by just using other people to make yourself look moral, it shows you that you're not really moral at all. You're just defending a cause because you think whether you truly believe in that cause or not, the end game is really to make sure that I look good and my opponent looks even worse with instead of actually trying to change the person's way of thinking to instead of actually trying to give them a way of heart instead of just badgering them. Now, a lot of people say that this can come from Christianity because Christians are judgmental. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe that. And I object, okay, because number one, everybody judges regardless Okay, if you think you don't judge, you do judge because you judge people based on their appearance. If they're dressed a certain way, you think they fit a certain group of stereotypes. Point by brainer, you judged. Judgment is not necessarily a bad thing. It it just depends on how you judge. People say that Christian Christianity is very judgmental because it requires us to change certain habits, certain behaviors, certain ways of thinking. Now that goes for me, the Christian, the guy who was born into Christianity or raised up in Christianity. But it also goes for the person that wasn't a Christian growing up and they have to change as well. Um, The ultimate judge we know is God himself. Okay. But we use his word as a standard of judgment. So it's not necessarily Darius judging you or you judging Darius is the word of God judging us and we're just saying we're just showing you this is what God wants from us. Here's the way that you can do it. But if you believe that you're you are your own God and that you don't need to answer anybody, you think it's my judgment is not my judgment because I didn't make these things up. They have to come from somewhere somewhere or something. That it has to come from somewhere or something. Because intrinsically, humans, we don't, I don't believe that unless, of course, it was given to us, which I believe that it was given to us by God. Just of our own nature, I don't think we have, like, the full morality to discern certain things. That's why I believe that there has to be a God, because if there isn't a God or a being, our supreme being, our arbiter of the universe that gives us what what it is to be moral. So metaphysically, if we don't have that, then we can't really distinguish it. And it's just every man does what's right in their own eyes. Now, what's right for me 
or what I think is right might skew differently from what you think is right. Because everybody has a line that they're not willing to cross. And if you compare it to different people, people's lines get further and further and further away. Or should I say farther, farther and farther away. So it changes per person. So that's why I believe that it has to be. But when it comes to virtual signaling, it's like, okay, yes, you think that what you're telling me is correct, right? But it's not about whether you think it's correct or not. It depends on, it really focuses and keys in on are or is what you're saying to me the truth? Because at the end of the day, you break it down to two, two pieces. It's just, it's either it's a falsehood or it's either the truth. If it's the truth, which means it exists in reality, and that's what reality is, is truth. If you have that, then maybe I should look at it. But if it's just your opinion about something and I don't agree with it, doesn't mean make you more moral than me. Doesn't mean that you have to demean me. And the problem with virtual signaling that I find is that there is no sense of reconciliation. It's just you're bad and then you remain bad. And they'll try, people will try to say, oh yeah, this is how you become better. But it's not, the person's still not made whole anyways. They're still a broken individual and you're just trying to fix a bad habit or refrain from them saying certain things or believing certain things. But intrinsically, the person is still in a bad state regardless. That doesn't really do anything. It's like putting a Band-Aid on an open cut in a deep cut. It doesn't really do anything. You're just putting, bandaging, bandaging, ooh, snap. Sorry. You're just using a Band-Aid to cover something that cannot be fixed with a Band-Aid. It needs more attention to it. You can't bandage that up. It needs more attention and it needs a deeper understanding because those are internal wounds. You can't do that. Like if I ruptured my spleen, okay, a Band-Aid's not going to do me any good. We need to take more precaution with dealing with these causes because at the end of the day, it's because everybody's falling in a fallen state. So when it comes to virtual signaling, yeah, you can tell people when they are wrong just because they are wrong. Don't do it because it makes you seem like the more moral person. And that's what people have confusion with Christianity saying that, oh, we think we are better than you guys. It's not that we think we're better than you guys. We just want the best for you. So we're telling you the truth so that you can become better yourself. And not that that you can do that of yourself. You can only do it through Christ and Christ alone. He's the perfect example. And that's my point. That's why I think it's important for us to understand that it's not about just us and what we can do for ourselves. It couldn't be further from the truth. It could not be farther from the truth. I don't understand this whole idea of we must make people or demean people or condemn. And they think that about us. We're just telling them the truth of the matter. And obviously the truth hurts. It hurts the person that's telling the truth because it's much easier to lie. And it obviously hurts to the person receiving the truth as well. 
But you're going to be better off with the truth than you are thinking with lies. Because, for example, when you're sick, there's a certain medicine that you have to take that are more bitter than others. That are way more bitter than others. And it's much easier for you to eat the sweet stuff that makes you satisfied. But are you ever going to recover from that sickness? Probably not. So it's better for you to take the bitter stuff, swallow it, ingest it, so that eventually you become more healthy. So that's why this whole virtue thing, signal thing, is not a good thing. No matter who you are, what religion, what political standing that you are in, it doesn't help anybody at all. I think it's very counterintuitive because what it does is it makes the person trying or claiming that they are helping a certain cause. What it really does is it just makes them look better because they're not doing it. But if you think about it for 10 seconds, there's probably something that you're doing that's wrong. And then another person will come and say, hey, you're bad for that. I'm better than you. So it becomes more of a competition of who can be the most righteous. And there's just self-righteousness. It's not true righteousness because they don't even understand what righteousness is. So they just think it's, what they're doing is right. And it could be, could not be. But I'm going to take this quick intermission and then I'm going to wrap it up in the next segment with the topic of virtue signaling and why I believe it does not help. This is a suave experience. We will be right back. Yo, we are definitely in the house. Your boy Didi is here. I hope you guys are enjoying yourself, man. You guys good? Are you still here? All right. So let's continue virtue signaling. So, man, I got to tell you guys. Straight up, okay? Because this whole idea of what woke is, I don't even know what it meant when it was first coined or phrased. Because I heard this around 2016. A girl came up to me. She's like, Darius, um, are you woke? And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? I'm not asleep, so I'm awake. But then her friend said, are you politically or socially aware? So basically... In the 90s, they had socially aware of certain things that are happening in society. So anecdotal data and all that sort of stuff. So I basically was like, okay, sure, I'm aware of certain things, but I don't have the answer to all things. A famous uh, philosopher by the name of Socrates said, according to phrase, I know that I know nothing. Now, it's up to you guys to understand that yeah, that could be very paradoxical. But in essence, it just means that what I thought I knew beforehand, I didn't know to full extent. And that's why we use the Socratic method to question our opinions, to bring our not, not really theology, but our theories to light or our beliefs to light and combat them with opposing beliefs so that we can rationalize our opinions because how often do you really have to? Especially nowadays, you don't really have... Like, I mean, online, sure. But in everyday life, you're not really... 
getting your opinion challenged. And first, furthermore, if you actually think about it, even when you're online, you can always hop off the internet or hop off that social media platform and then get information and then regurgitate it back. So it's just like a battle of information, information, and you guys might not even be on the same talking point where where you have an uh, upfront discussion is basically your own intellect and we're reasoning while also bringing empirical data into account to certain dis- discussions, whether it warrants it or not. Like if it's metaphysical, then you, there's no need for empirical data. It doesn't even make any sense. But if it's like a social issue, then yeah, that would matter. Like incarceration among black men or abortion so on and so forth. But this whole virtue signaling thing, you see it online all the time. Like I see it on Instagram on my timeline and people's stories and saying this person's bad for doing X, Y, and Z, or this group of people are bad for doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, okay, they're bad, but how are you going to help them? That's the point. The point of (laughs) the whole idea of pointing out people's wrongs is to get them to understand, yeah, you're wrong, but also to help them out with a solution. That's why I like the Bible. People say it's always a judgmental book, whatever. It's like, okay, you make, you're just making a judgment. You're judging a book for judging. So that doesn't even make any sense what you're telling me. So I need you to hush your mouth and then come back with more logic. But anyways, that's a discussion for another day. Um, When it comes to this whole virtue signaling thing, it's just like the Bible, in my opinion, because it tells you pretty much a lot of things or everything that you need to know to survive in this world, it is very um, practical. And especially if you read Proverbs, there's certain things that people like in there. But at the end game, it's, it's about Christ, but it's also about how you can become like him, to change, to be aware of your wrong, and to become right. And with the difference between virtual signaling and scripture is that scripture shows you how to be right and shows you what true righteousness is, not human self-righteousness. Because like I said before, everybody has their line. There's certain things that people are not going to be doing. Okay. For example, I'll use this example. Most people might not murder. Okay. All right. Because the Bible was born, written, in how many years ago, 2,000 years ago, and because in that time period of how people communicated a lot of, especially in, in written form, they used a lot of hyperbolic language, okay? So they don't mean it literally, but it's kind of like an extension of that. So they mean a general statement, but it's just over-exaggerated, just like how some women over-exaggerate. Anyways, um... <laughs> I'm just playing, y'all. I'm just playing. Um, You basically can look at it in this light. So when it comes to virtue signaling, what it does is it creates this false identity or a facade, if you will, to the person who is virtue signaling, making them seem that they're more righteous than the other person. So it's self-righteousness. But the thing is, where do they get this righteousness from? It has to come from somebody, and it has to come from somewhere. 
it's not within themselves because at the end of the day, they have a line that they are willing to cross that that other person could virtual signal to them back. So, for example, this is the example I'm going to use. It's a bit extreme, but I think it should bring sense to the whole discussion. So, you take a person who hates another person, right? So, person A hates person B. Person A hates person B, so person A would probably do this. They would write a bad tweet about person B. And that's it. Now, in general, that's not a bad thing. In today's day, that's what it come as it can come as um character assassination, basically insulting somebody's integrity and causing them to lose out on financial gain or different various opportunities to better themselves because now their reputation is slandered and that's been around for a while. I think Solomon was the one that says a good name is more precious than rubies. So, because if they, if you hear somebody's name, if I tell you the name of Michael Jordan, it has a pretty good or reputable image or a Martin Lord, a Martin Luther King Jr. It has a good name to it. But if I mention or a good uh, reputation to it, his name. But if I say Adolf Hitler or Stalin, then it has a negative connotation, it has a negative reputation to the name. So that first example would be character assassination. Then you have the next person that hates, because at the end of the day, it comes back to hate, right? So that's the main premise, but it's just expressing different actions. Then you have the next person who is willing to go fight them because they hate person B so much. So person C hates person B, so they go to fight them. Okay. Not that bad in societal um, societal's norms to go fight someone is not the most. Some people would be opposed to it. Some people would be, yeah, go get them. But at the end of the day, it's not considered that bad. Worse, like, that could happen to you is, like, you get charged for assault. Maybe even battery, I think. But... It's not that bad, but if person D hates person B and person D says that I'm going to kill person B, then it is premeditated. It would be murder in the first degree, and then they would get 25 to life if if you live in Canada. And in the States, certain states would give them the death penalty. So... Here is this thing. If you notice one thing that I mentioned, it all comes back or circles back to hate. That's what it circles back to. All circles back to hate. I mentioned before that each person has a problem with B, but each individual had a different means to express themselves with the hatred that they have for person B. One was 
most people would say is just tongue in cheek, but actually could have some serious ramifications, especially if they get them that bad. Because some cases where when it comes to character assassination, some people might never get hired again. So it depends, but it doesn't. It's not really a, well. It is a crime actually, but people wouldn't take much of it. The second one was like, eh, it's a bit worse, but it's not that bad. And then the third third one was more most people would draw the line, but other people won't wouldn't draw the line. Because we have cases where people murder because they hate each other. They hate that person, or they murder because they heard about certain things. Like even back in the day in the South, a lot of lynchings took place of based off accusations, but a lot of it was stemmed from hatred of people that they didn't really know. They didn't really interact. So I don't, it's kind of weird because you, in that time period, I know I'm veering off topic, but I just want to explain this. In that time period, there was minimal interactions, especially during post-reconstruction Jim Crow, Jim Crow law. There's very minimal interaction, but yet they still hated them so much because they were afraid in uh, fear of them taking over or change or even because most people don't like change anyways or even um them seeing them as equal because they were so nourished and taught hatred and taught to demean and cause them as inferior or less than it's kind of weird how that works because most people you can't really hate people if you don't really know them and in order to hate somebody you have to first love them meaning if you notice, like most of you guys listening to this have social media, you see those guys online, you see some of your friends post stuff about how crazy their ex is, and I hate her, da 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 da, da or I hate him, da 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 da. At one point, you did like him, right? You had no problems with him. I can't hate a person that I don't know. I just don't like that person, but I, I couldn't say I hate him because you have to let them in in order to hate them. Because it's a strong passion feeling. Just like you can't really love someone you don't know. Anyways, I can really like them. But I would have to let them in to feel the passion. Because love is a strong passion. It's like a, it's also an action word if you look look at it, about it. Even though it's a noun. Or I'd say it's a verb. I'd say it's a noun and a verb. But going back to virtual signaling, that's the problem. It's just each person has their own righteousness they have their own opinion of what it is right and it's either or what is true and i don't believe that i believe that there has to be a supreme being which is god the god of the bible which dictates to all of us what is right and what is true and then we can follow suit based on pleasing him and him alone on these truisms and live our lives according to that not by our own merit because our merit is skewed anyways. Because if there's no sense of justice, if there's no need for a, a person, a, a supreme being that dictates what justice is, what's the point of even following it in the first place? What's the point of having it in place if? It's just there and no one knows where it comes from. No one acknowledges it 
or is able to reach it per se. And this is what I mean in regard to that is what I mean is that when you have the construct of justice, what is right, okay, it has to come from a certain being, all right? If it was just by itself or, yeah, just by itself in a form that is not tangible and there would be no access to it, then what would be the point of there being justice in the first place? If we wouldn't all agree on one idea of what justice is, someone has to declare that this is what it is and this is how it should be used. And then they give us the idea of what justice is. Because everybody, we have different opinions on certain things and we rationalize differently depending on who you are. So we couldn't come to a conclusion or an agreement for everybody because everybody has their own biases as well. So it's kind of as if what's really the point of even following it if it doesn't benefit any people. Because sometimes people don't believe that justice would benefit them per se, especially if they're getting away with the injustice. Or if people could get away with it, they wouldn't care for justice anyways. But because it, it hurts more to the person getting the injustice more than to the person who committing the injustice, and everybody has felt that at one point, that's why we have these different systems. But because we know that originally it came from somebody who knew what it was and how it should be bestowed, we have these systems in place to prevent injustices from happening, even though it might on the legal level, but there's other injustices that take place where it doesn't get addressed. And because we have, and because of God being all knowing and all powerful, he he's the standard because there has to be a standard. That's what I mean. It has to be with one being because then there's a standard that we can all follow suit by. Whereas if it was just up there, and because whatever God says he is, right? So he is justice, he is love, so on and so on. So continuing with that, when it comes to this whole idea of virtue signaling, it's almost as if each person who virtue signals is their own standard of what it is to be right. And then that's when it varies because then we don't really know what is right because there's no set standard and there's no true knowledge. We don't epistemically know what it is to be just or what it is to be virtuous. It's just, I believe certain things. If you don't agree with me, then you're not virtuous. Now, when it comes to the Bible, it's the Bible is the standard. And then... You can therefore deduce all the things that are the truth, that is the truth, sorry. Can you can see that is the that it is the truth, that it is the standard, okay? And when you can see that it is the standard, you follow your life suit 
by that standard because a lot of people fall underneath the standard. So if there's a high standard, if they fall beneath it, it's not that bad of a fall compared to there's no being standard at all because there's no standard and it's just anarchy. So you have the Bible as the true virtue. You have it as true righteousness. And you have all that stuff. And then people can follow suit because a lot of the laws, a lot of the rules that we have in place, it comes from scripture. It comes from God's moral code, which expands through generation, which is written on the hearts of man. The consciousness that we have that tells you the guilt that you have, the conviction that all comes from somebody, somewhere, something. It's not of ourselves. We can't come to these conclusions because it have we have to understand it ontologically that there has to be something out there that bestows it. Because if you reason yourself, it's gonna clash with other people because we all have our own levels of virtue. And it depends on what we define as virtuous in humanistic terms because our virtue is not that well if you think about it. Because there's so many people you've heard, there's so many people, like I said, that's that's an injustice. It might not be on the books, but there's people that you've heard that are struggling by what you said, what you did, or how you treated them. And that's why I think scripture uses hyperbolic language I think Christ even used, like, even if even if you have hatred in your heart, you, you're a murderer. Because in order to murder someone, you have to hate them, unless you're a psychopath. Or, for example, it could be, like, a coincidental accident where you could murder somebody i know there's many areas but the grand scheme of things if someone's going out to murder especially in the first degree not talking about second degree or manslaughter well actually manslaughter would be still hateful as well so here's the thing when we talk about virtue signaling i'm wrapping it up as we think so this is how we wrap it up i don't believe it's helpful i believe it paints a, fa a false reality that people actually are morally good intrinsically good instead of being bad and need needing correction knowing that you were just adding to the problem pointing out the flaws and not coming up with a solution that can actually help believing that you are better than another person because you don't do a certain thing uh i do think that Obviously, there's some people that are, are better than others, meaning that like they're trying their, to better themselves in comparison, but they're not, or they have certain advantages that other people don't have, but of themselves, they're not worth more. And that's where we conflate the two. We conflate, conflate being better than somebody meaning they're worth more. It's not really worth more. It means that they're doing different things better than another person. Because Michael Jordan, or I'll just bring this back, like LeBron James is a better basketball player than me, but he's not worth more than me. My, his finances might be worth more than me, but him as a person is not more valuable than I am. Like his life is not more important than, than my own life. Every single life matters. But... 
here's the thing when it comes to that is just we have to understand that virtual signaling does not help the individual that is being virtue signaled, if you will. It might even the person who's virtually signaling, you're not any better. Like it's a good thing that well you're any you're not any you're not worth anymore or you haven't done all things. There's still problems and that you deal with that that person, like I said before, may not be doing and they could virtue signal way back to you. And then it just becomes a match of who is the most righteous, self-righteous, who is the most virtuous, who is the more most moral. But if you look in the mirror, we know that none of us truly are. And we're trying to be perfected. So that is my qualm against virtue signaling. I think it's a waste of time. I don't partake in it. The only judgments that I make are based on, on scripture. And before I would even make those judgments, I always have to judge myself first. By the time you judge yourself, then you don't even want to bother that person with it. Now, I'm not saying that we should just tell pe- stop telling people what they're doing is wrong. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying don't virtue signal. Don't do it just because you want to aid a cause to make yourself look more righteous. Because you're really not righteous at all. You're nothing but a bunch of filthy racks. So that is basically the episode of today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Hopefully you guys learned something new. So make sure you guys subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so choose to use. Just make sure you guys do that. Also, 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 leave a good review on Apple iTunes. Five stars for your boy. Your boy needs five stars. Come on, y'all. Give me five stars. Can I please have five stars? I need just I just need I just need five. Just five. All right. Just five stars. Uh, if you want to hit me up on social media, underscore DD the Swap Kit on all platforms. Underscore DD the Swap Kit, except for um Snapchat because I'm not on there because I don't want to know your business. Anyways, hopefully you guys have a great great week. We're back in session. Um, I might dip out. I might uh, a bit depending on how much homework I have in my work schedule and other things. And there's more content coming for you on different platforms. I'm going to try my best to be the most creative I can be, have that childlike wonder. So with that said, and with that put, y'all stay swap. This is your boy, Darius D, signing off once again. So just chill, just chill till the next episode.